A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You've let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi there, everyone, and thanks for downloading Outspoken, the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily talk sports show. We were back in London at the start of a new week to reflect on England's win over Senegal and the disappointment of Raheem Sterling's departure. And after Tyson Fury brutally stopped Derek Chisora on Saturday night, Frank Warren stepped in to defend his honour. We're back. We flew back. back in Saturday night. We did indeed. Um, pleased to be back. <laughs> um, yes, of course. I have a beautiful little boy that I wanted to come back and see, and opening the front door into a Santa's grotto. Yes. In my house, and being greeted with a pr- uh, presentation of a set of pajamas that I have to wear in conjunction with Michelle and my little son, yeah. and then finding every picture on the wall involving Michelle's family and no picture of me on the house has been put up. Hmm. Was all lovely to be received back that way. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, it, it was always going to be for the group stages we were there, and now we are back, like everybody else, we'll watch what unfolds from this point onwards. Indeed. But um, I think we're agreed, it was pretty darn stunning out there in every respect yeah. while we were there, Simon. Absolutely. I mean, you've got a tournament that's been run, I think, very well. I think people have had their minds changed on a number of fronts. There'll still be the underlying issues of people's perceptions of certain things, and some of those perceptions are right about the attitude towards certain communities but as far as a World Cup a football World Cup is concerned yeah. I think you're, there's an argument being advanced and will be advanced at the end of this tournament this could be the best World Cup of a generation and certainly the best World Cup going back to at least Italian 1990 where you've got tournaments being played in stadiums that are absolutely phenomenal you've got geographic locations that enable people to go and watch two or three games Yes, you've got a quality of football at times which is high and at other times not so high but it gives you a very eclectic mix you've got mm. all the continents now performing in the last 16 almost uh, around the globe. So you've got, I think, a very unique World Cup. I also think an an excellent and outstanding World Cup. So, you know, not just because we've been over there and we've seen it firsthand. I should imagine people looking at it through the different lens are seeing a World Cup that engages pretty much... Everyone. And no booze at stadiums. Stadiums means no drunkenness, which, uh, uh, you know, can, well, should be welcomed by everyone. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, I'm focusing on the positives rather than things that people haven't been able to have. And there'll be an element of people suggesting that they won't, they don't enjoy their football as much without some of the things that they're used to. 
but as a festival. Well, alcohol. Well, yeah, I mean, people, you know, they don't. certain people like to go to games and enjoy it in a certain way, and that's for them to have that view. For me, you know, looking at this tournament, looking at the ability to get in and out of stadiums, looking at the stadiums, looking at the geographic situation, looking at the whole organisation structure, and having been able to be embedded into it... Yeah. I think it's phenomenal. No, I, I really, I really do. It was magnificent. I mean, who's to say we don't go back out if England get to the final? Certainly, they saw Senegal very comfortably three uh, nil last night. So, have England found their tournament trigger moment, Simon? If they stop Mbappe, do they stop the French? I think maybe. I think if they stop the ball into Mbappe, they probably stop the French. You know, Mbappe is someone that needs some service. So mm. ultimately, if they can stop people like Griezmann and other people being able to provide him with the ball, they have an opportunity. But I think England you know, have have done the job that's in front of them. There'll be lots of euphoria, and rightly so. We're very patriotic as a country. Um, but we have done, quite frankly, what we should have done. Well, they've only been in France once in the last eight meetings between the two. So all of a sudden now, it's it's raise your game even more, well, isn't it? Well, of course. And then the French have, have a lot to consider with us because with players like Bellingham in the side, they're going to give you um, some real problems if you're a French if you're the French. I mean, I think, again, we have to give credit where credit's due that England have done their job. But we also must maintain the underlying perspective that this is the job that they were... Did, did, you, did you, going into this game, hmm. did you think England were going to beat Senegal? Yes, I did. Right, and I think most people yeah. expected them to beat Senegal. So we must get context. If Gareth Southgate goes and beats the French, it will be the first time in his tenure as England manager that he's beaten somebody that people don't expect him to. And then the game is afoot. You don't expect them to. That many people don't expect them to. I, I, I expect. No, I don't. Look at I, it though. No, no Benzema, no Kante. I think. Well, the French never are the, a better. The opportunity. French are one of the favourites for the tournament. Oh, I think yeah. the balance of probabilities. So most are pe- England. Most people. Well, but the attitude is changing towards England and building up the momentum. People, you know, it's peaks and troughs, and that's the way that football goes. I think on the balance of probability, the French are the slight favourites. And going before the tournament, they were definitely the favourites, irrespective of the missing players. But here we are today with England going into a game that either they're not expected to win or 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 they're at least on an equal footing. Now, if they win that game, it will be the first time, undeniably, in competition football, under Gareth Southgate, that he will have overcome an opposition that the balance of, 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 of views either gives him a 50-50 chance or slightly uh, errs on the favour of the opposition. Then the game's yeah. afoot. Then uh, Gareth Southgate can talk to people like me about the reality of perceived criticism for England missing opportunities in the past. Sure. I mean, even without Kante, without uh, Benzema, you, they, they have individuals who could cause problems. Olivier Giroud being one. He became France's record scorer with 52 goals. He, over, he overtook uh, Thierry Henry. Usman Dembele looks great. But what about England? I mean, Jude Bellingham continues to write headlines out there while we left. Everybody's talking about Bellingham, and that was even before the Senegal game. Everyone back here is talking about this 19-year-old. He is incredible, and even he thought he would never get to a stage like this. I would have always thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to play at a World Cup. I've always said one thing is I never thought it would kind of things would unfold as quickly as they did. And again, I'd love to take big credit for that, but it's always been the people that I've been around, the teams that I've played in. I've been so lucky to be surrounded by people that just give me the freedom to express my my talent and yeah I think one thing just leads to another doesn't it you know I was playing at you know I made my debut and then the few weeks later and I I remember after my debut there was a two or three week gap where I just couldn't get in the team Um, and then we had a couple of injuries I come off the bench against Stoke and then it feels like tomorrow now uh, I'm at the World Cup so things go so fast and I've just tried to enjoy every step of it. 
I mean, he's right to to do that. Just yeah. enjoy it well, while he's, he's quite here. quite a bright young man, isn't he's he? He's excelling. And, he, and, and as you've spoken to before, you spoke to him once once yeah. many years ago when he was playing at, for Birmingham against Millwall. Mm. He comes from a background where he's been he's been I think got very decent parenting, very solid values, and he speaks in a fashion that's akin with somebody that comes from from those sort of backgrounds. He made a decision not to go to Man United and go to Germany. He's playing in a side where I think he is probably the best player in England side. Um, and I think that's an opinion beginning to be shared. He is the difference. But, but, we're stepping up now against opposition. I would have expected us to do to Iran what we did. Okay, six goals is phenomenal. I would have expected us to have done better against the USA, but the USA were, played well in that game. The Welsh were, were very poor. And the Senegalese were what they were. They were quite naive in transition. They weren't a particularly good side, but we did the job that was in front of us. We did the same job that the Dutch did to them. Yeah. So here we are now against the French. It's big boy time. And we'll see how England can fare, how Jude Bellingham will come out of the game against the French and how we will fare in a game that on the balance of probability, like I've already said, there's an expectation that the French will overcome us. I quite like Bellingham saying, come on, uh, give a bit of credit to Jordan Henderson. Certainly Henderson played his part and more last night. The two of them combined for the opening goal. Yeah, I mean, it's camaraderie, it's team spirit um, and they're building a, a, a unit and a kind of, sort of a, a galvanised mentality. They're making sure that everybody sticks up for one another and they're feeling the passion and the momentum. I'm, I think he's 19 years of age. I'd prefer for him to speak about his game and focus on what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. uh, if there's a feeling that they need to defend Jordan Henderson, I think Jordan Henderson performs a certain function. We will see when you've got a better midfield you're up against, when there's more requirements of England to do a different type of job, whether Jordan Henderson can fit that bill. But he's certainly, Jordan Henderson is a decent player and some of the ABH stuff, anybody but Henderson mentality, mm. that was going through some of the media was probably wrong. But I still think that if you're looking for a creative midfield and you're looking for a team that's going to be able to dominate the midfield, Jordan Henderson might come up a bit short. But in the game against Senegal, he was a worthy component part of a decent England performance after 35 minutes. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Simon, um, I can guarantee you that Raheem Sterling is not pleased to be back uh, with us here in London because Sterling left the England camp at the weekend, returned home after armed robbers had broken into his house here uh, when his wife and children were actually still in the property. It's understood intruders broke into his home on Saturday night. Um, the, the, the couple's two young children were in the house at the time. So a traumatic experience, of course, it goes without saying. A scary time, an awful time uh, for Raheem Sterling. And Raheem, uh, we, we send you our very best this morning. Southgate and Kane both spoke about it back in Doha. I had a long time with him this morning, just trying to work out how best for for him to deal with everything. Um, he's going to go home tonight. He's I think he's probably on his way home. Yeah, the, the priority at this time is his family, and we've got to give him the space to be able to sort everything out there, and, and then we'll see um, if he's able to come back and, and when. You know, thoughts are obviously with, with him and his family. It's obviously a private matter between between him but um, yeah it's, it's never easy to see one of your teammates and friends uh, have to deal with something like that so we, we'll have to take it day by day I'm sure Raheem will talk to talk to the manager and yeah and take the best decision for, for him and his family and that's the most important thing so yeah from us and the team we just send him send him our best and yeah hope to see him as, as soon as possible so I mean it's a dreadful situation Simon concerns obviously 
uh, abound now about other England players being targeted, the possibility of it whilst they're out there on duty. I mean, is there any obligation on the FA in this instance or does the responsibility going forward fully lie with the players involved? Um, look, it's an unpalatable set of circumstances and it doesn't specifically speak to um, what kind of society do we live in because you can list the number of players, whether it's Angel de Maria playing for PSG, whether it's Marquinhos playing um, uh, in Europe as well, or whether it's Julian Draxler that have had these situations where people have broken into their houses once they've been away playing for their club or playing for their country and the circumstances manifest themselves. We saw Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang being a situation it is the downside of fame and wealth that we don't particularly want to uh, to, to have uh, have to live with. But this is the world that we live in. You know, we don't know who's done it. We don't know why they've done it. We don't. You know, for we know it could be an Albanian crime gang that are breaking into people's houses and doing dreadful things. So it might not be reflective of our society at all. But going to the central theme of your of your question, the balance is this: mm. if you're earning ten million pounds a year and you're in a public domain, and you live your life in a very public way because of the nature of the business that you're in, I'm not entirely sure why you wouldn't want to spend, say, 3 or 4% of your salary making sure that every aspect of your security, whether you're playing on away games or whether you're away with your international setup or whether you're travelling in Europe because you're playing for a big club, to ensure that you protect every aspect of the things that are valuable to you. Oh, he's done that. I mean, well, you, you, one would think he's done that because the security system did its job. As far as we gather, the alarm system was activated and they bolted empty-handed. Okay. Well, then, then uh, you know, from, from a less-than-ideal situation, Raheem Sterling will come back, check on the, on the well-being of his family, make sure that they're secure and safe, maybe beef up the security by putting personal security guards in and around the property, and then go back and do his job, which is playing for England. I mean, he's been targeted before... And he, it appears he's taken the right steps. There's, I mean, I, I would say, Simon, there's only so much he can do, obviously. Well, you can he, will have a, he, he will have a security system, obviously, which he hopes would well, do I was its broken, job. I was broken to, into in Spain three times. I was gassed. Um, I had somebody standing over me with a knife and a baseball bat with myself and my girlfriend at the time and took the whole things from my house in a car. And what I decided to do was imply, employ private security guards to guard, to guard the periphery of my property. Um, and whilst I was there, which was significant periods of time, I engaged a private security firm. It shouldn't be what I have to do. It shouldn't be the necessity of the society that we live in. But you were targeted multiple times, yeah. weren't you? But that's the reality of the life that we live in. And that's the reality of the public domain position and the so society. So even though you had security and security was in place and, and functioning no. perfectly. Once I had once I had been done two or three times, I decided I wasn't prepared to just accept the fact that I had a very highfalutin burglar alarm because, quite frankly, if MI5 want to get in your house, whatever burglar alarm you've got will get in. And if, if, you know, if these highly organised criminals want to get into your house, they'll do the same thing. The bottom line was, was I wasn't prepared for them to come in the house anymore. I wasn't prepared for alarm system to do my the, do the work I got a private security firm yeah. to guard the periphery of my house and had them working for me from, from 7 o'clock in the evening until 7 o'clock in the morning Monday to Sunday for three months whilst I was in Spain during that period of my life What should, what should happen now do you think in, in your view regards Rahim I mean he checks his family checks his kids the place is like a fortress, yep. does, it, does it go back to, to Qatar? Well, I, I think ultimately it's a distressing set of circumstances for him to make a decision, but the bottom line is is that you, you move forward with life. If his family is secured and they're not overly traumatised, and that's for him to make that judgement, then I would expect him to want to go back and play football for his country. Now, if he doesn't feel that way, that's for his gift and his experiences and only his family's trauma is for him to judge. But I, I don't like this argument that it should be 
and I don't want to make it about money, but if you are if you are earning this kind of money, then you protect the things that are most valuable to you, and you do whatever that takes. And if that means if you're taking home six million pounds a year, you can afford to spend two or three hundred thousand pounds on providing provi- uh, private security to stop these revolting, nauseating criminals doing what they're trying to do. Now, people will say, well, why should they have to? Yes, why should they have to? Why should I drive down the road in Croydon and get a gun put in my face and have my watch stolen? Why should lots of things happen? But this is the world that we live in. It's a world full of envy and full of people behaving in an awful fashion. And if you're exposed to this, then you need to take responsibility for your own personal safety. Now, we can make the argument you're playing for your country and we can turn around and say, well, the FA should give them each one of those players £100,000 whilst they're away to provide personal security for their house and it'll cost them two and a half million pounds and and we can say well that's fine okay they're playing for their country or we can say that two and a half million pounds can go to grassroots football and people that are multi 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 millionaires can take responsibility for their own safety I know where you're going with it and you're stressing the money aspect of it Simon but is there not an obligation on the FA to beef up the security of those players' homes while they are playing okay. at a tournament. Okay, so if you're playing for Manchester City and you're away for three days on a European game and someone breaks into your house, is it the response of Man City who pay your wages to the level that makes you a multi-millionaire to provide your security? It's a ridiculous argument. We can make it as an argument and say you're playing for your country or we can say... So in Paris, while he's out there, does Messi look after Messi's security while he's playing for Argentina? I, I don't know. You know, that, that's that's if he's privileged enough. Or does and the French impl- Federation? I beg your pardon, the Argentinian Federation I, I, do their I, I bit don't know. We can, we, in, I, can't, I, I can't, I can't speak PSG. to that subject. We're talking about what happens with our players and whether it's something that we should provide. You can make a case for it. You can say you're playing for your country. You know, you, you, should, you should be given a support package that goes over there to support you in your personal life. Or you can look at it properly, Jim, and say, okay... These guys are in a position to value their things. You know, personally, if it were me and and I were away from, from my family for a month and I had been in a background of footballers constantly being attacked and constantly being put into situations where, where they're, they're in jeopardy, I would secure. And I wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't even think about it. Well, how much is that going to cost me? I'm going to get a security firm. I'm going to get Showsec to come in. I go, how much is it going to cost me? 50 grand for a month to guard your house dawn till dusk. Done. Non-decision. Next. And did they come back over in Marbella after you beefed up your, your no. security system? No. Never been back? No, I, I, I beefed up my security system and I had a personal security guard for the 10 years that I lived in Spain. Jeez. Yeah. Because, well, I, because they, and, that, and that, wasn't, that wasn't reflective of Spanish society, that was reflective of criminals. People breaking into footballers' house is not reflective of our society, it is reflective of criminals. It happens in Spain, it happens in Italy, it happens in France, it happens in Germany. There are people in society that think they can behave in the most antisocial way and they're targeting people with huge wealth. Whether it's film stars or footballers, Mm. it happens. Mm. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Yeah, I mentioned on Saturday when we flew back in from Doha, all eyes uh, were on the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium because the big fight was going to take place. Tyson Fury up against Derek Chisora. The big fight did take place and predictably Fury won it. But um, many, many thought, well, where's the jeopardy? Who thought anything other than a Fury win, even though he stopped him in the 10th? Who, who thought anything other than a Fury win was really on the cards? Top boxing promoter Frank Warren joins us live this morning. Frank, good morning. Morning, Jim. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you, Frank. Nice to hear your dulcet tones. Um, we're coming at you to a degree, Frank. Was it was there ever going to be any other outcome than the one we saw? No, I said to you when I made the fight, he's never going to be out outbox Tyson. The only chance he's got of beating Tyson was to knock him out. I mean, certainly on the counter argument to that is that people turned up in massive numbers, so the appetite to see Fury fight is there regardless. But in terms of a, a in terms of what it was in terms of a boxing spectacle, Frank, I, I, many are arguing still this morning it was nothing if not predictable, and the very nature of it, Chisora standing there just getting walloped every which way. I mean, the headline in fi- page fifty four of the Times this morning: "Battering of a bloody human punch bag will never be a sport." Is that not right? I hear that. I say I read Rick Robert. You know, what makes me laugh, though, everybody was quite happy, though, to see Chisora go in and we're talking of him fighting Wilder in the last couple of months or fighting Joshua or White. You know, he's ranked number 10. I went through all this with you previously in, in the rankings. He was the, it was the highest available contender we could get to fight him. I never thought he could be, but then again, I don't think anybody can beat Tyson. You know, he, t- he, he, did, t- he did take uh, a shellacking. There's no doubt about that. But that's down to his corner and the referee. They're in there. If they felt he wasn't able, they should have pulled him out. I think I mean, you, you say you know you didn't hear many people complain when when the fight was made and it was going to be Chisora, etc. Sure, but the one everybody wanted was AJ against Fury, and you guys couldn't get it on. No, we could get it on. They didn't want it, Jim. We're just going over old grand here. And you've, you've been told this a million times. I don't know why you keep bringing it up. The fact of the matter is quite simple. Is AJ and his own people, Frank Smith said, after we'd had, what, five, six weeks of negotiations, 
they couldn't get it on anyway. They said that after we wasted six weeks. So please don't say we couldn't do it. They didn't want it. Well, and he was offered 40%. He's right. of the, he, he's hang right. on. He was offered 40% of, of, the, uh, of the takings. He was offered joint promotion, everything he wanted, and it didn't happen. So don't blame me he's or a, anyone on our side. No, he's, he's right. Frank is right. The, 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 the bigger picture is that I don't think AJ should have ever taken that fight anyway because he's not ready to fight Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury only wants to fight AJ at this moment in time because Anthony Joshua's coming off the back of two defeats. So I think if I was in the in the in the Joshua camp, I'd probably steer clear until I had a couple of wins under my belt. The argument, Frank, is is that is that and the argument's sort of defeated by the nature of the fact that sixty thousand fans wanted to come and watch it. You know my view on it. I thought it was a pup of a fight. I didn't want to see it. Um, I didn't like the pricing policy. Um, in terms of pay-per-view, I thought you were taking the mickey there by making it at a price point that's so expensive that you're putting on a pup of a fight with an outcome that we already know is going to be the case and charging top money for it. And I don't, I don't, I don't think that's right. I think it's taking the punters for a bit of a mug. Well, they, no one forces anyone to buy tickets, Simon. No, no, I know, Frank, but by the same nature, but you want to give. You want to give value. If you can take advantage, we, we, we know that there's We did get, hang on, we, there was value. There was a great fight on the undercard between um, Daniel Dubois. Yeah, he defended his title. There was a really good European title fight against two world-ranked boxers on there. And there's some good youngsters. And at the end of the day, no one puts anybody's arm up their back to buy a ticket. All I kept hearing when we made this fight was, it won't sell, it's empty, People going online, it's not then. We'd sold out. I told you. I don't have to make stories up. I told you that we would sell out. I told you that, you know, in my my eyes, he will come to fight. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, people are making but, an analogy. That... Never, listen, I never, I, I never, I don't think anyone beats Tyson Fury. But you got, you only got to go back a couple of fights, and he was in the same. He was in the fight with the, which everybody's raving and wants to see now with Usyk. Derek was in that fight. He only lost it by two rounds. No, I grant you, Frank. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm looking at some of the messages coming in, Simon. There's one in front of you. There's uh, Stevie B. Fury and Frank, I'm afraid, here took the gullible public as mugs. It was a, it was one of the worst fights in a, in a long time with only one outcome, uh, and that Chisora's trainer should have pulled but them Frank, out. Well, no, but Frank, maybe Frank, that's Frank the case. is right. Frank is right that people, no one forces them to buy anything. No, no, no one forces no, them no. to do anything. All, then, all your, sorry, all what you're saying was said when we announced the fight. End the story. So, no, we're not going out selling something that no, that, that the pre, in general the press were against. Yourselves were against it. We didn't go out and force anyone to buy a ticket. They bought tickets because they wanted to go there. There was no booing after the fight. No one. They stayed actually right until the very end to hear all what was going on between Usyk and also with Joe Joyce. Nobody complained about anything. Well, certainly, a ticket. certainly there's a big appetite for that. And Fury and Usyk engaged ringside afterwards. And that entertained us. I'm going to write you off. I've already done one Ukrainian Klitschko dinner. And I'll do you as well, Gappy Teeth. You ugly little man. You ugly little man. Let's get it on. <laughs> um, I mean, Frank, I want to go back to the point we made. And look, no one's no one's on, giving you a kick in here, but you, you know my views on the fight, and the fight was what it was. The point is, is that people will go and watch Tyson Fury at this moment in time lick a stamp. Right? There will come a point where that if you don't put him into fights that are credible, that will drip away. And the, uh, 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 Hang on, I've got to tell you something. Right, let's go and look at Tyson's record. He's, written, he's fought three times. He's fought the biggest punching heavyweight in the world. He fought his mandatory defence against... Uh, Dillian, Dillian White, White which, yeah. which, you, which everyone was saying Dillian White should be getting 
that 40% of the gate and so forth. He didn't look like he, he didn't deserve 40% of the gate based off of his performance. So don't nobody tell me he's had any an easy easy journey. Tyson. No, no one said that. He, no one's saying that. Went, he went to America to fight. To fight uh, Wilder, he went. To, he went to Germany to fight Klitschko. He's never backed down from anybody. We tried no one's to not fight. Him. So come on, Mister Frank and Warren, that, top promoter. Is Fury sorry? is Fury Usyk on? Well, not until it's signed, but we want to make it. We we it would have been on in December had he not been injured. And his management said last week to the press, we wouldn't. We were there and had agreed the fight, but he wasn't going to be ready until. Um, until late February, March, he com com completely what we what had happened, and then we moved on as we well know with all the nonsense with with AJ. And at the end of the day, I had to get my man out before he fights for Usyk, because otherwise he had not had a fight. So, so, what, so what we're we talking about then, Frank? Are, are you looking at March for for Fury against Usyk in London or where? Well, we we go where the money is. Where the Middle East. There's four titles on the line, Jim. There's four titles on the line, and those four titles are the equivalent of boxing's Olympic Games, boxing's World Cup. You just come back from Qatar. You reasonably went to Qatar because they put up the, the most money for the event to take place. The Olympics went to Moscow. People went there because they pulled up the most money. Wherever they pull up the most money, that's where this fight's going to go because these two guys... This is a massive fight for him and a massive opportunity for him. And it comes along well, this once is, in a This generation. is the point, Frank, right? Because the bottom line is that your argument is well-seated because I, I think it was a, a poor fight. But if people want, to, people want to pay for these fights and they want to pay 27 quid, which I think is liberty, is up to them. If 60,000 fans want to go and watch that, it's up to them. But what people want to see happen now is a proper fight. That wasn't a proper fight. That was a tune-up. And if people well, are stupid enough to want to... No, but it is, Frank. It's a tune-up. And we want to see a proper fight now. And, and, and the reason why you couldn't make one is because Tyson was mucking about for six months saying he wasn't going to fight again. Sorry, I, 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 I think, I don't know what point we're all on here. The end of the fight, two opponents got into the ring. One was Usyk and the other one was Joe Joyce. Are they not proper fights? Good, let's make them then. So, so, well, so we can have a fight in March with either Joe Joyce or <laughs> Usyk. That's who it'll be. 100% engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back same time tomorrow. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.